RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, I got a little bit more of a pep to my step. It's football season, and uh, In the Trenches becomes a little easier since I'm evaluating some preseason games now. And, uh, you know, this is real football time, and I can feel it. I can feel it coming. Um, so I hope you guys are excited as well. You know, this is the podcast that talks about football. Obviously, it is. Buccaneer centric since we are here in Tampa Bay, but I'll talk about some other things going on around football and uh, got stuff like like AB and all the stuff going on there in Oakland. Uh, I just have to touch on that a little bit because that's just fun. That's fun because I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. John Gruden, who I know as well as a lot of people, you know, I was with him in Philadelphia when he was our offensive coordinator. And I also did the John Gruden show in this little closet when they were five and 11. Um, I've been around John Gruden a lot. I know a lot of players that played for John Gruden. I know what he's about. Okay. Uh, we don't need to get into all that, but I, I do know equations that won't work. And I let you guys know really early the AB thing ain't going to work. And it's, I'm not going to say it's not working yet, but it ain't working. Okay. Cause when you pay a guy an astronomical amount of money and you bring him in to, uh, save a franchise, you'd like to believe he'd be in training camp regardless of the situation. If he's hurt, if he, uh, if he, if he doesn't like his helmet, whatever it is, you'd like him to be there that you're making that much money. And you know what? Stop complaining. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on AB side with the helmet thing. An NFL player should be able to play with whatever the hell helmet they want. They don't tell, you know, baseball players what gloves to use. An NFL player, if he likes a helmet, he should be able to wear that. That's his head. Period. But AB, you got to be in camp, brother. You're making too much money to not be in camp. Even if you're hurt, and we, you know, obviously his feet are jacked up from the the cryogenics, uh, the cryotherapy. Um, you got to be in camp. If you're not in camp, you're not learning. If you're not learning, you're not doing anything good for your team. And if you're not there, you're driving John Gruden batshit crazy. You know he is because John Gruden doesn't play that. John Gruden's not going to be able to look this guy in the face when he comes back. So I had to touch on that because that's just that's fun. And uh, I told you that was. Uh, a fiasco way to happen, and it's happening. And it hasn't even started, and it's happening already. So I had to get that off my chest. That was fun. Now, um, preseason football, I'm going to say this, and uh, I said this on the air on, on the Ronnie and Show last week on Friday. I said there's going to be 30 cities overreacting in week one. They do it in the first preseason game, and they usually do it in the first regular season game. Everybody overreacts, okay? Now, way more so in the first preseason game. Listen to me closely, okay? What happens in the first preseason game means nothing. I mean, literally nothing. And I was like, what do you mean? Well, well, this is why. Nobody game plans for that game, okay? A lot of the starters are sitting. Um, you don't see a lot of elaborate plays, you don't see them disguising much. This is this. It's the first preseason game. What you don't want to do. This is what the coaches want. 
I'm gonna tell you what, because I've been in lots of locker rooms. I went to I went to eleven training camps, so I've heard this quite often. The first preseason game, they just don't want to look bad. They they want people to be on side. They don't want people jumping offside. So you know what they do? They simplify it as much as they can. The offense goes on the same snap count all the time. Therefore, the defense looks better. And there's there's just not much. There's no game planning. You don't even know what the other defense is going to run because it doesn't matter. You're just running your place, and that's not the way football goes, okay? So there's going to be 30 cities overreacting from what they saw because what you see in the first preseason game doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Now, in the third preseason game, when you have your starters going into the second half, that matters a little bit more. Obviously, like there was one series we saw last week, okay? With, with the starters. One, they scored a touchdown. Great. Okay. Is that an indication of how we're going to be during the season? It might. We don't know that, though, because it ain't going to be that easy. I'm sorry. It is, it's just not. That's pitch and catch, and your first stringers should be able to go down the field and, and do what they do. They really should. So, and that's what they did. Now, it looked good. I'll tell you why it looked good for me. Like looking at you know our number one offense on the first drive, you know, I was seeing things that I really didn't see much last year. You know, I was saying that, you know, we have to figure out ways to scheme points offensively and defensively. We've never, I don't remember the last time we've done that. Monty Kiffin, as a defensive coordinator, schemed sacks. You know, you think Rondé Barber is a good pass rusher? Rondé Barber can't pass rush. There's nobody blocking him. So it was a scheme. When was the last time the Bucks schemed anything? They really, coaching-wise, they've not. They've been elementary for quite a while now. Now, in the first drive, they had six runs and six passes. God bless. Okay, I, they, they hadn't done that in a while. Probably been even like that. So that makes me happy. I saw a screen to the running back. Wonderful. I saw them run out of shotgun. Wonderful. I saw a fake reverse. A fake reverse, but you know what? They're doing that for a reason. They're feeling things out. They're they're widening ends. They're doing things to make your offense better. And then it's cut the touchdown to Godwin was a quick screen to the wide receiver, which we didn't see much last year. Now it was a terrible, terrible play by the Pittsburgh defender, but it's a touchdown nonetheless. That's all good. So you feel good about yourself. Bruce Arians probably went out thinking, I'm gonna wait till a high point to take out my offense. So when your offense does that, boom, 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 scores, that's enough. And for the first preseason game, you want them to go into the second preseason game and the second week of practice feeling good about themselves. And they, they have to, they should be. They have the right to feel good about themselves. But they also better realize that that ain't about nothing, okay? It gets a lot harder than that. A lot harder. This episode of In the Trenches with Ian Beckles is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. Now, it seems like all the sports TV out there is full of made-up drama and politics I don't think the people out there even believe what they're saying, but CBS Sports HQ is here to change all of that. CBS Sports HQ is a network that streams live 24-7, and they really just focus on the games. They bring you the latest news, highlights, previews, and reactions to all of the stuff happening on field and all the action. Uh, no fake debates, because you know all those channels, these guys 
Like, I think they pick each pick a side, and I don't even know if they believe what they're saying anymore. Once again, no politics, and politics is part of everything. Uh, just sports for real, for real fans like you and me, and that's what it's all about. So call to action is really easy. Just open the CBS Sports app and watch anytime from anywhere on your phone or at home. You can go to your Apple TV, Roku, or Fire Stick. Couldn't be any easier. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. I will. No, but you can uh, evaluate some different players while you're watching. Um, to me, Godwin, if he ends up being as good as advertised, we know what Mike Evans is. Mike Evans is 80 catches, period. That's just, and if Godwin is, is, is good or very good, Mike Evans is better, no doubt. So if Godwin is as good as advertised, we could have a, little, a whole lot of passing yards going on. Now, I want to run the ball too, but... Having two receivers out there that are beasts, that causes problems, okay? And we've gone against it. We've gone against Atlanta when they had two beasts out there. And it, it causes a problem. Don't know who to double? Makes your running game better. You can't, you can't stack eight guys in a box. Now you're in trouble. So I'm hoping Godwin is as good as he looks as of right now. Everybody on the air today is going to be talking about Ronald Jones and how Ronald Jones is a different player. And I watched Ronald Jones in the game. Uh, Ronald Jones, to me, looked like an NFL running back. No more, no less. Last year, he didn't look like an NFL running back. This year, he looks like an NFL running back. It's good. Is, 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 was he spectacular? No. Was he special? No. He just looked like an NFL running back. Peyton Barber, to me, is an NFL running back. No more, no less. It's just they're not special, but you can win with them. You can win with both of them. As long as they, 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 they can pick up some blitzes. We saw later in the game, I think it was Ellington missed a blitz and gave up a sack. Um, uh, I think Ryan Griffin held onto the ball too much as well. But it's important to be able to block as well. But evaluating these players, once again, first preseason game. Ronald Jones is in there with most of the uh, the backups, you know. So it's a tough situation. It's, it's, it's hard to evaluate. It really, it really is. So... The people I saw out there, I saw a right guard Kappa uh, look pretty good from what I saw for one drive, okay? It's easy to look good for one drive, but when you got to play 65 plays, then there's a lot more, you know, situations to, to poop on yourself, okay? And that's what usually happens. So as a whole, you have to feel good about a Buccaneer, you know, if you're a Buccaneer fan from what you saw. We saw, we saw enough, okay? We saw enough. We saw enough to... Um, See that we have a nucleus. We have some players out there. I don't know if we have enough. We'll find out. Uh, Hargraves is a name that keeps on popping up, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, he got lucky because James Washington had at least three steps on him. And the ball was underthrown by Hobbs, I believe. And it was still caught. But uh, Hargraves got to show up, man. I mean, when you're a first-round pick... You know, people look at you and they evaluate you differently. And uh, they're evaluating Hargraves differently. I mean, he just hasn't lived up to his potential. I'm hearing he ha he's having a wonderful camp and he's picked off this and that. But you got in the game and, you know, he did, he did get a pick later on that got overturned. Okay, that's cool. But that's a big play You that should have been a touchdown. Okay? If that was Ben Roethlisberger, that's a touchdown. Period. So you can't give that up. You can't give it up. And, you know... Jameis Winston missed a couple deep throws as well, and that's kind of his Achilles heel um, going into this year. 
you know, that's why Deshaun Jackson uh, is elsewhere because, you know, I didn't love Deshaun Jackson's uh, attitude, but I love the speed and I love the fact that he could separate and Jameis could never really get it. He could never really get it. Perriman had his half a step maybe in the first first quarter. He didn't hit him. So that's something that you still got to work on. Now, the problem I had with Jameis with uh, Deshaun Jackson was a lot of times Deshaun Jackson comes out deep and J- Jameis didn't give him a chance to go for the ball. There's so many places you can throw the ball that a receiver can fight for it. And same with the Perriman throw. He didn't have a chance to go for the ball. Throw it over his shoulder. Throw it inside. You don't throw it out of bounds or 10 yards deep. That's been his situation uh, a lot this year. When they were showing Jameis Winston's statistics, and uh, I actually paused it on a television, I, I go, is that true? Is that real? Jameis Winston has 88 touchdowns and 58 interceptions. So he's plus 30 touchdowns, interceptions. You guys don't think that's good? That's fantastic. And I look back a little bit, and we all know football's a different bird now, right? It's different. Does anybody want to hear Terry Bradshaw's? Terry Bradshaw, who was in the Hall of Fame, by the way, 212 touchdowns and 210 interceptions. So he's plus two, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Once again, not the same game. I get it. Not the same game. But plus 30 touchdown interceptions, you don't give up on that. Don't give up on that. Now, there's another thing with Jameis. Fumbles a lot. <laughs> so you got to add that to it. All right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not that guy that's uh, going to be here tossing any kind of Jameis salads over here. I'm not doing that. I, you got to stay real with it. But I think there's a lot of people that look at Jameis Winston and they see something that he's not. And he's, he's not a winner because he hasn't established himself to be a winner yet. But I still think he has the right attitude on the field. I still think his his teammates... Um, respect him. I still think that he could still be that leader. But it's to the point now where boy, if you don't start winning real, real soon, that's going to go away real soon. But I'm just scared that the Buccaneers give up on Jameis Winston. He ends up popping up somewhere else and um, showing us what he really could do, unfortunately. So one preseason game is down. What did we learn? Nothing. Nothing. You know, there was an Achilles injury later in the game uh, one the backup DBs. So we got to stay away from injuries, obviously. I see our defensive backs are being a little bit more aggressive this year. I'm okay with that. Uh, But as a whole, eh, you you just don't learn that much out of the first game. So I'm not going to sit here and bore you with bullshit because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to do that today. Well, I think you can't get that much out of that game. You just can't do it. So I'm going to Buccaneer practice today. The Ron and Ian show will be hanging out there in the heat. And uh, I'll have a little bit more to talk to you guys about next week. And uh, we'll have another preseason game as well. But I appreciate you guys listening in. If anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. If you have any questions about preseason, uh, about anything with Buccaneers or NFL, doesn't matter. It's all good. I appreciate you guys listening in. I know you guys love football as much as I do. Um, and it's season, it's football season, so you got to be, got to have a smile all day long, please. Have a wonderful week and stay out of trouble. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Richard asks, 
Chris, in your view, ever since the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl where the Patriots came back to win in overtime, do you sense that teams are getting tight whenever teams have a huge lead against the Patriots? It's not that teams are getting tight because they're the Patriots, because the history of success. It's why. The Patriots are the best in all of football, certainly the best in the NFL. Football is a strategic league much, strategic league much more than college. They are the best at in-game adjustments. So even when you have success early against them and you have a lead, they can work their way back into some games better than most. Teams are aware of that, but often have a difficult time adjusting to their adjustments. So in essence, it, it seems like teams are tightening up. And to some degree, they are. But what's happening in greater detail to understand it is not because they fear of anything, but that they adjust and they don't they're not able to keep up because the Patriots are usually one move ahead. So it's a constant. Okay, they're getting back. We've got to make an adjust. They're already making adjustments to that already. And that that becomes a problem because they're getting back in games even when you're taking a lead on them. Tom Brady can change tempo and go from 80 to 20 pass to 80 to 20 run. They can speed it up, slow it down, work all layers of the field, isolate coverage adjustments and flaws, get the ball out quickly, run four minute, run two minute. So even though you have early success, it's tough to do it for four quarters. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.